Today's podcast is sponsored by the cooperators. As part of your local community, their advisors understand the challenges facing businesses like yours. They're here to help you protect what you've worked so hard to build and ease your mind with professional advice, the right insurance solutions, and a full range of coverage options. Visit cooperators.ca to find a local advisor today. Welcome to Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. I'm Phil Bliss. I'm host of uh, the Ontario version of uh, Canada's podcast. And today we're going to meet Adrian Panoso, who's co-founder of Executive Properties Capital. And that's really the realization of what I think you'll find is an amazing entrepreneurial journey in real estate investment and management. But Adrian spent his first 21 years as a police officer and retired early as a result of choices to get even deeper into real estate investment. Uh, Adrian is now a full-time investor and entrepreneur in real estate, and in less than a decade has built an amazing real estate investor sales and property management group. His passion, apart from building his own company, is helping others like him to achieve generational wealth. Adrian, great to see you and welcome to Canada's podcast. As I normally do at this point, you know, your turn to give us the, the quick, you know, two to five minutes. Who is Adrian? You know, why am I interviewing him kind of thing? Why are you here? Yeah, well, thanks, Phil, for uh, having me on your podcast. Much appreciated. Um, taking it from the top, I am um, a retired uh, police sergeant that um, chose about 10 years ago to start investing in buying real estate, buying income properties across the GTA while I was uh, a police officer. So my journey, essentially, my thought process, when I started buying rental properties 10 years ago, um, my, my thought process and journey basically was I wanted to buy two or three properties to subsidize my pension when I retired after putting in my 30 years mm -hmm. police force. So um, again, 10 years ago, bought my first one. And most of our properties are in the city of Hamilton. Um, I bought my first one there. And um, I started out with a, a, a simple line of home equity line of credit on my home. We didn't have any money in the bank or, mm -hmm. or, or whatnot. So we borrowed and we leveraged the equity we had in our home. And you know what? Um, one turned into two, turned into three, turned into four. All while, again, being a full-time police officer, husband, um, father, um, so on and so forth. So I can appreciate it was a very, very busy time, uh, yeah. obviously trying to juggle career, being a, an officer, plus being an investor, plus being a dad and a father and doing all those wonderful things. So um, fast forward 10 years, uh, the business... Um, exploded when we started to joint venture and partner with like-minded investors. So we took it from, again, what we thought, what I thought was going to be two rental properties, subsidize my pension when I retire, turned into a, an empire, if you will, of rental properties. 
and uh, we now own 64 family homes, um, which is equivalent. Every, every, every one of them is either a duplex, a triplex, a fourplex and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's equivalent to over 230 units that um, we own in co-partnership with um, our business partners, our joint venture partners. Mm-hmm. And that all uh, kind of evolved over um, the course of the last 10 years, which ultimately, Phil, allowed me to leave the police department after 21 years um, of service, retiring essentially nine years early um, from putting in my 30 years and living off of my cash flow that is generated from the income properties. That's interesting. I mean, you know, I've had friends that were cops and fire guys who have little things on the side when, when, you know, the same kind of idea as you. What may, you know, what what made you t- take it so big? I mean, you know that's the, you know that's a that, that's a lot. I mean, that's not a retirement. <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> that's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, that's the opposite. It uh, I I left the police department early, but then my passion kind of uh, you know shifted into um, you know buying rental properties and and growing the business. Did I ever think the business would be you know owning? 64 rental properties, not, not in a million years. Uh, I never thought it would really balloon out to the size it has over, over time. Needless to say, uh, it's been very lucrative um, with respect to the properties and um, the networking made so many new contacts and so many different strategies in order to capitalize on. Um, we like to do the um, we like to incorporate the Burr strategy in Hamilton. It's really what we, our company's perfected where a lot of the investors we work with, um, we're, we're turning over their distressed properties in, in co-partnership within six months. Mm-hmm. And then, w- which is allowing us to pull all of our capital out of that property. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, we, we buy, we renovate, we refinance, and then we rent our properties. And a lot of the times at that point of refinance, we forced appreciation so much in the property, we're able to extract all of our capital, our 20% down, all of our renovation costs. So essentially we were offering people 95 plus percent return on their investment. So, you know, why real estate? I mean, why become an entrepreneur. I mean, you know, you had a good career in the police force. I get the have two, three, four properties, so you have you have a little supplement to your pension and stuff like that. I get I get that part of it. Well, why go kind of apeshit and 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 build build a you know significant enterprise if you like? Yeah, we um, my passion for policing kind of changed after 21 years Mm -hmm. and the more i got involved in real estate um it kind of shifted and i really really love what you know i love real estate i love you know what i love i love 
I love orchestrating my day, how I want that day to, to play out. Um, I, I start my day when I want. I end my day when I want. I see clients when I want. I do what I want. Um, uh, living, what's that term? Living life on my terms. Mm -hmm. And real estate has provided, investing in real estate gave me the freedom, the financial freedom to live life on my terms as opposed to, hey, I'm on night shift today and then I have to go to court in the morning and then I'm back on night shift and I, you know, only had three hours sleep and I feel like a zombie and all those wonderful things that come with the life of a police officer. So, I mean, what do you see the it being, you know, especially as with the past year that we've experienced, does the future of the, the business that you're in, let's just generally say real estate, rental, uh, leasing, you know, sale, because, you know, um, I've got friends in downtown Toronto, you know, that, that were renting and they've changed properties and the rent's gone down by about 35% uh, because people are, you know, people are, are, are not working downtown. They're not living downtown. Um, uh, and, you know, you know, on the other side of it is, you know, if you go out to where, where you know, Hamilton, Niagara, all the, the properties are all going through the roof kind, kind of thing. Um, you got any idea? I mean, this is just general interest rather than just you. But, you know, where it is your industry. What does that do for you in the future? I mean, how, how, how can you plan for the future with all that kind of unforeseen change that's going on? Yeah, good question. Um, long story short, obviously nobody has a crystal ball. Um, and I'm part of that team. I don't have a crystal ball. Our model... Damn, Bill, I thought you were going to tell me. No. You thought I'd... Yeah, you thought I'd do it in my back pocket. <laughs> Our model, our business model is long-term wealth, generational wealth through investing in real estate. And I, I like to talk and preach to a lot of different um, investors with respect to, you know, I see real estate like this. If you're in for the long-term and it, you're not just a guy that wants to buy and flip, buy and flip, buy and flip. If you're, if you're into real estate long-term wealth, and you park your money in real estate, yes, the market will go up and the market will go down. And if you ride the wave, you know, if you're patient and you ride the wave with respect to real estate, um, you know, the, the, I always say it's time in the market, more so than timing the market. You got to like time in the market pays dividends at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's how I kind of look at real estate and I kind of preach real estate. You know, if if you're a flipper, then, yes, you better have your numbers very tight. And, you know, you better hope a market correction doesn't happen when you're ready to sell that flip. Yeah. Right. But if you're a long term hold and you're a long term investor, ride the wave, ride the wave. And, you know, take me, for example, a lot of the properties I bought 10 years ago. I have them all. I've never sold any one of them. And all those properties now are worth double than what I paid. And there's a ton of equity in those properties, but it's been 10 years. I've ridden the wave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's how I would, that's how I look at real estate. And that's how I would answer that question with respect to having that crystal ball. 
Today's podcast is brought to you by the cooperators. You can count on them to support you and your business with a full range of insurance coverage options. Their products provide the flexibility you want with the protection you expect. To find a cooperators advisor near you, visit cooperators.ca. So you've been doing this for what? 10 years. 10 years now. Uh, what's been the greatest challenge you faced in the business to date? And how how did you overcome it? Um, getting established with, uh, and you probably heard this a, long, a, a lot of times, getting established with a very strong, solid team around you, around me. So when I started in Hamilton, for example, I didn't even know north, south, east, west, never been to the city in my life and um, never really had a need to go to the city. Uh, I've always been a north end guy, like, you know, um, Newmarket, Barry kind of um, mm-hmm. city folk. Oh, I'm in Hamilton. So I was like, I thought you meant James North. No, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. For those that aren't in Ontario, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same. But, um, you lost my train of thought. Oh, the greatest challenge you faced in your business. The greatest challenge was was surrounding yourself, surrounding myself with good contractors, surrounding myself with good, just the whole team, the whole circle of people. And, you know, I made mistakes, obviously, with, with some of the people that I got into, you know, involved with at the very early onset. Mm-hmm. You know, you're hiring, you're hiring contractors off of Kijiji and all this kind of jazz. And, you know, I found in time, now it's been 10 years in the making, we have such a strong power team that when we, when we partner with different people, we're able to leverage that. So the biggest challenge, Phil, was just um, having the right people in my corner that helped me produce, that, would, that ultimately would help me produce the results that I needed with to continue to grow my portfolio. And I lost, you know, through some of the mishaps, I probably lost, you know, 60, $70,000 um, mm-hmm. throughout the 10 years. Again, the very early onset, um, mm-hmm. not having the right people in my corner. And then as time went on and you built up your power team, I like to call it, things began to run a lot smoother. And obviously the, um, the, the mishaps were fewer and very, very fewer and far between to where we are today. Mm-hmm. That was one of the biggest challenges, just really establishing myself with a strong support system and power team around me. Well, you know, <clears throat> you started in the police force. Um, if you could go back to when you started in the police force, um, what advice would you give yourself then? I mean, it, you know, was it was it a passion or was it a safe play kind of thing? I'm just curious. You know, it was here a, you are as an entrepreneur now, a whole different risk factor going on. Right. I'm just curious on, on that. Definitely, definitely. You know, ever since I was in junior kindergarten and mm-hmm. grade one and 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 so on, I always wanted to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. Always, it, it mm-hmm. was something. You know. It was something I always wanted to do, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't change that for anything. Mm-hmm. The, the police department gave me 
such an insight on um, how to deal with people, how to talk to people, just life in general, seeing all different walks of life. I mean, there's stuff you're going to see when you're a police officer that the normal, the normal citizen would never be exposed to that. Right. So I wouldn't change that for the world. I loved my career. Um, it was a great career. I had a great time. I got to see and do things that nobody else would, will see or do unless they're on the job. Mm -hmm. um, so no, I wouldn't change that at all. I, I will add though, you know, after 21 years, um, I, I, my, my, my passion shifted to real estate and I pursued that passion. Okay. With no regrets. I mean, I left the police department on a high. I got promoted and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I left in good standing. And, um, yeah. Now, I asked this question because I think we've all received at some stage of our lives some great advice, uh, some great mentorship. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received that you could maybe pass on to our viewers and listeners? With respect to life in general or real estate? With respect to life in general, to your entrepreneurial life uh, in, in general, the business side of it, the making money side of it. Yeah, I would say surround your people, surround yourself with people who, who have achieved, like on the, in the entrepreneurial world, obviously, who have achieved um, more than yourself who are role models to you, people that you um, can aspire to be as successful as them. I mean, if I'm, if I'm looking to grow and continue to grow, obviously I'm looking to, 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 to mentor people that, you know, have 600 units and 700 yeah. units and continue like that. So on an entrepreneur level, I would say the best advice I got, and I took that advice was, Continue to try and grow yourself by mimicking or surrounding yourself with people that have done what you've done and then some for you to continue to, 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 to grow. And that really, that mindset for me and some of my role models for me have, have paid dividends in my mindset, in my attitude, in my growth. Mm -hmm. So if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Back to being a police officer? Most likely, I'd still be. I'd still be on the police force. Probably, you know, I'd have. Now, I'd probably have four years left for retirement. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would still. I, I would say, yeah, I, I didn't. I I lost my passion, shifted, but I still had a lot of a lot of feelings to being a police officer and the gratitude I got from that career. If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? One word to describe myself. Um, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. One word to describe myself. Um, wow. I would say uh, there's so many different words I can think of, but you only want one. I only want one, yeah. You only want one. Um, I would say passion. Overwhelmingly, this is two words, but 
um, passionate. I'm overwhelmingly, my, my personality and my characteristics, I'm so passionate on putting my mind to something and achieving what I want. And I think my, my journey with respect to starting to buy one rental property to making it essentially mm -hmm. an empire, my passion for that to succeed mm -hmm. is so strong. Okay. What's keeping you up at night these days? Uh, the workload, um, keeping everything on track, everything organized, stuff like that. I don't, I don't stress out, you know, what if the market changes? What if interest rates go up? That, that doesn't keep me up at all. No, no, no. Are so you a morning or a night person then? I'm a morning person. I'm in bed at, uh, I'm in bed at 9 PM. Um, I love getting to bed early. I love waking up early. I'm usually up by 5 a.m. every day. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely early to bed, early, early to rise for sure. You know, it's it's really, really interesting. You know, I, I think what do you see? I think this is a good one to kind of conclude on. You know, you, you've achieved a ton. I mean, I, I, I must say. I read your your story a bit, and I was really impressed with it. Um, but I'm interested to know what do you see as the biggest challenge for you in your future as an entrepreneur, and that isn't necessarily just making money. The biggest challenge for you. the the biggest challenge for me as an entrepreneur, I guess to turn it to. To, is there a stop button for me? Mm -hmm. Is there a button to hit? Okay, that's enough. Like I get a lot of times, you know, different different business partners say, "So, Adrian, what's your what's your five year goal?" Or, "Okay, you have sixty four you have sixty four properties now. You you own um, like when's enough enough? When is when are you done? Are you going to continue? Are you going to continue to you know?" look for other opportunities to joint venture with uh, other investors or are you done? And if you're not done, when, when's the off switch? When are you done? I mean, you ha obviously have enough now. You don't need to continue to buy more properties. Right. And I, I'm 47 years old. I, I'm still in great shape. I'm uh, healthy. I'm strong. I'm strong-minded. Um, I really enjoy what I do and I, it, it's, it's why stop then? Why stop? And you know, my, my goal, I guess, if I were to stop, you know, I've said, okay, when I, when I hit 50, um, maybe I can be, I reap the rewards of, you know, the last 15 years of super hard work and, uh, you know, get a place down South and, um, <clears throat> log in on my laptop and check my, my properties and whatnot and, and enjoy. No, no, no. You're not, no. Stop, that's not stopping working. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with remote, remote working, you know, that's, yeah, that's the thing when you work for yourself, right? You could, there's, you could always be working 24 seven cause you just open the laptop and you start firing emails and checking this and checking that. But yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to, you know, tentatively shut it down at 50 and, um, you know, be a snowbird for six months of the year and um, travel. I'd love, we love to travel. Obviously nobody's traveled within the last year, but 
Um, overall, we love traveling. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think if I were to commit to, you know, potentially taking a step back, I, I think tentatively at the age of 50. That really good session, Adrian. That, that's that's really good. I think you know, uh, I, as I do at the end of these, uh, people listen to them. They look at us, and we spark things off in their brain. How can they get a hold of you if they if, if they want? To? Yeah, for sure. So um, you can send me an email, a uh, quick email to Executive Properties IES at rogers.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check out our website. We have a website, www.investwithepc.com. Okay. That's great. And thank you very much for coming on the Canvas podcast. Really, you know, you know, you've got quite a story. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Bill. Today's podcast was brought to you by the Cooperators Business Insurance. They're here to help make sure you and your business are protected today and into the future. Visit cooperators.ca to find a local advisor today.